Um, well, we've been studying out Luke for a long time. Um, I was actually thinking about it today. Uh, I preached Luke chapter 1 when I lived here before. So I actually moved to another house and to another city across the bridge and then moved back and I'm still preaching in Luke. Who would have thought? But we are racing towards the end. Racing towards the end. We are going to finish it by the end of the year. Uh, probably even before that. Um, but uh, this past Sunday, we did get an opportunity to look at the trial of Jesus. And of course, we know what, what the next lesson is, don't we? We know what the next step is. The crucifixion of Christ. You know, and um, upon thinking about it and even talking with Ed, I, I, I was feeling like, man, I don't want to do this on a Sunday. I don't want to give a classic, you know, sermonian type lesson on a Sunday where all of us would be expecting it. All of us would kind of feel like, yeah, that's why I'm here. We're going to take our communion. Now it's just going to be a longer communion. That's all today is. It's just a longer communion. I wanted to do something a little bit different to break the mold. Um, you know, a chance to really focus in on the cross, to um, take communion collectively and together on a day other than Sunday. Now, before we start freaking out, just want to make sure everybody knows it's okay to double in a week on communion, okay? It's not like, it's not, it's not like anything's going to happen to you. Probably, it's probably better, I would say, um, to take two communions, you know, in one week. Um, but we are going to have that opportunity tonight. We're going to read through the uh, cross. Uh, we have a couple of people that I've already asked to come up here and share. Uh, they're going to share what the cross means to them. And we're going to have a family time really focusing in on the cross. That's what I like about midweeks. I like the opportunity that we have to kind of, it's a little less formal, right? I'm, although I am still standing up here and you guys are seated down there. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it, it's an opportunity for us to be together and to really focus on the cross. Focus on why we're Christians and what this is all about. Um, and you know, of course, when I think about the death of Jesus, I feel like it's, it definitely is at the center of Christianity. Yeah. The way, the way I, um, I like to think about it is it's, it's at the center of the wheel, right? And that, at, the, at the center of the wheel, and of course we sing the song that goes like that, he's at the middle of the wheel. You know, you guys, oh, the lyrics, they make sense now. That's where, it's, that's where it's from. So you have the center of the wheel and out from there are all these different spokes, and, and it affects the entire wheel, what the center does. It controls it. It tells it where to go. It affects it. And that's the way I like to view it, the cross. Is this at the center of who we are? Personally, as a fellowship, it even dictates what we sing and what we do on a Sunday. It's at the center of our lives. It turns the whole wheel. So let's uh, get an opportunity to dive into that. I'm going to let the scriptures speak. Let's go to Luke chapter 23. And in verse 26, we're going to start reading. It says, As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country and put the cross on him and made him carry it, carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. The time will come when you will say, blessed are the childless women, the wombs that have never bore and the breasts have never nursed. 
Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us and the hills cover us. For if the people do these things, when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Uh, Kendra, if you want to come up, make it way out. And Kendra's not going to share. That was a lot quicker than I thought it would be. Okay, um, so I'm going to share what the cross means to me. Um, it definitely changes as I get older, um, but what it means to me right now in this moment is uh, grace and mercy. Um, I think recently I've been reminded of how terrible I was before I was a Christian. Um, just all the, the bad things that I did, um, the lack of love that I had in my heart and how much I was just about my own life and about my own selfishness and how I was filled with so much deceit and lust. Um, so when I think about the cross now, I think about how much uh, God has allowed me to be new. Um, in 2 Corinthians 5, um, it says that because of Christ's death, um, I'm no longer regarded in a worldly point of view. Um, the old has gone and the new is here. And that just encourages me so much to know that God doesn't see those terrible things that brought me so much shame before. Um, that I get to be brand new and I'm no longer that old person and he doesn't hold it against me. Um, and because of the cross, I do get to be new. Because of the cross, I get to um, show my love towards the teens and not be a hateful person anymore. Um, I get to have a, a pure relationship with a godly man. Um, I get to live a, a life of just um, excitement and fun um, with other people, with all of you. Um, and because of that, like I, just to think about how much I get God's love and mercy when I really deserve so much of his wrath. Um, but yeah, that's what the cross means to me. Amen. Let's keep on reading here in verse 32. It says, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they, were, they crucified him there. Along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine and vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, which read, this is the king of the Jews. Paul, you want to come on up? Good evening. Is, uh, if Jeff had read just a little bit further, it really kind of shares my heart about the cross. Um, Cross is uh, freedom for me from what I really deserve. It's uh, sobering when I take the time to be sober about it and remember back. I've been a Christian 20, 24 and a half years. I've told you before you would not have liked me before I were a Christian. 
It was an evil person with evil thoughts, evil ways. My life was all about me. I didn't care about anybody but myself for a very long time in my life. And someone took the time to let my life change. And uh, I think God had talked to me a long time in my life, but I could have cared less, honestly. I, I just did not care. Uh, until the, he chose the time and the place and the right person to reach out to me. And, um, and I really do think that even now, even though I've been a Christian for a long time, if I still get what I deserve, it's definitely not heaven. It's definitely not heaven if I'm honest. And so the cross for me, is, it's sobering. It's not a downer. I'm so fired up because I'm spared from what I was. But I do see it try to come back so frequently. You know, and the cross is that refreshment for me. That refreshment that, God, you have been, you've been spared of much. What a mess you would be. I am a mess. I'm still a mess. But, God, what a mess I really was. You know, and I'm spared of that. And that's, what it, that's what it truly means to me. And that's what we keep fighting the good fight. You know, and in all of this, probably the greatest joy is my mom became a Christian. She's not here tonight. She's not feeling great. But um, that's kind of like the greatest joy, you know. And my kids are Christians. It's, it's uh, really great. I'm really grateful. Thanks. Let's keep on reading here in verse 39. It says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourselves and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining the curtain of the temple was torn in two jesus called out in a loud voice father into your hands i commit my spirit when he had said this he breathed his last the centurion seeing what had happened praised god and said surely this was a righteous man when all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place they beat their breasts and went away but all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Hi. Um, so to me, the cross means a second chance to be alive with God in righteousness instead of a slave to sin. Um, it means that God loved me so much that he died for me and gave me a chance to die with him too so that I could be righteous and free from death. And that Jesus was able to control his emotion and love God so much that he was willing to do anything for him no matter the cost or how much hate would be sent to him despite the fact that he always showed love to everyone. And no matter how many times we give up on things or how many times we let go of God, God will never let go of us. 
because even the toughest people need his love and compassion. Um, it means that I need to work hard every day to be uncomfortable and to go after being Christ-minded and loving others as well as showing mercy because the ones who need it are the ones who don't deserve it. It means being a Christ ambassador and portraying to others the image of Christ through my actions. Um, fighting to get right with God's will and submitting myself to his ultimate plan like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Believing that God can do anything impossible in my life. That Jesus gave up everything perfect and everything good to become an average man tainted with my sins. It is the ultimate sacrifice and love story. Um, it means I need to let go of the world and give everything to God. And lastly, the cross means that I have a Savior waiting for me in heaven, cheering me on through my victories, crying for me through my failures, holding my hand to lead me to the light out of darkness, and having the perfect best friend to give me a boost when I most need it, even if I don't want it. Amen. Let's uh, keep on reading in verse 50. It said, Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of um, Ar- uh, Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one yet had been laid. It was... Preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women, the women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and, and, pre, and prepared spices and uh, pre, uh, perfumes. But they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. I'll stop right there. What does the cross mean to you? Now, as we take communion at this time, I want you to think about what does the cross mean to me? If it helps you to write it down, then I would you know, encourage you to write it down. Take a couple minutes to really think, what does the cross mean to me? What does it mean to me today as I take the bread and as I take the wine and as I remember Jesus' sacrifice? Let's go to God in prayer. God, thank you for your sacrifice, God. Thank you that you decided... You know, even before we even stepped foot on this earth, God, that one, that we would need this, but two, that you were willing to give it to us, God. That you were willing to let your son uh, die for our sins, God, even though uh, in in no shape or form will we ever be able to repay it or even come close, God. That was purely an act of love. God, thank you for your son. Thank you for his willingness to die on the cross, to take on the pain and the punishment of my actions. God, thank you for your son and his example and his ultimate example of sacrifice and laying down his life. I love you and in Jesus' name, amen.
generally Sunday when it's communion time. When someone says, hey, it's this, this time in our service when we focus in on the cross. And I go, yeah, it is. It is that time for me to focus in on the cross. 
And most of the time, it's, it's not in the forefront of my mind. I'm busy thinking about the Bible studies I got going on, the Teen Devo I got to plan, about my own kids, about my dog, about my wife. Not in that order. But <laughs> as I was coming out, I was kind of like, oh, it's getting me in trouble later on. Um, Amen. You know, my different projects at home, you know, reaching out to my neighbors, to those around me. It's like, my th- you know, my, my thoughts are on so many great things that I forget to focus on Jesus. You know, how often do I think about the cross, even throughout the week? You know, if it really is at the center of the wheel, and it reaches every single different point in my life, how often do I actually think about it? You know, if I did think about it, how different would my life be every day? The way I view sin, temptations, evangelism, interactions with my family, with my wife, with, with my kids, my interactions with you, with the teens, with the teen parents, with my own parents. How would I view my time with God? My prayer. How I read the scriptures. How differently would our life look like if we did focus in on the cross? If it was at the center of our lives. And for this week, I want to challenge us to focus in on the cross. Every day. Let's Let's make sure that we set aside some time in our day to really focus in on the cross and what it means to us. And then we can step back and be able to see just how it will affect every single area of our lives. So let's make the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus the center of our week and the center of our lives. Amen? Amen.